Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Ben Kruger here, who is the founder of Authority Engine. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, George. Really excited to come on and uh, talk with your audience a little bit, share some good stuff about podcasting, and just have some fun. Thank you for being here, Ben. Uh, first question, what inspired you to start Authority Engine? Um, so really, Authority Engine came about for a few reasons. I was I was kind of looking for an opportunity to get into the marketplace, and I had dabbled in e-commerce. I had dabbled in doing some affiliate stuff. Um, and whatever what I was doing before wasn't really gratifying. I wasn't really seeing big results. I had a couple... Um, you know, a couple little, little things that I was doing that were starting to, um, make decent money. However, I wasn't really like nothing was, was enough to kind of sustain me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my, that doesn't happen how long very have often. You, how, how long, <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, how long, how long have you been, uh, you know, working in e-commerce and affiliates trying to make that work or just to experiment with it? Um, I had been experimenting with it and and working on that and mostly as a learning angle for about a year and a half, almost two years at that point. Um, and really what I had what I the first thing that I started was an affiliate site to try to learn how this whole Internet marketing thing worked, um, because I I had recently graduated from Ohio State with a marketing degree. However, they don't teach you much about online marketing. So you know, it was total self-taught venture. So um, to to cut a long story short, I got into and started Authority Engine because I had a few buddies that were doing podcasting um, and they were talking about how big of a pain in the neck podcast production was. Um, so, you know, like they said, they enjoyed doing the content, they enjoyed doing the interviews and, you know, coming up with whatever they were going to talk about on air. But as soon as they were done with the recordings, they knew that they had to slog through all the editing. They had to write up a show, you know, show notes post that goes with it. They had to upload it and all this stuff. Um, and so I, I got to thinking, well, heck, I can do that. <laughs> um, and so I, I made an offer to one of the guys that I was pretty close to at that time to start doing his podcast for him. Um, and really it grew from there. Once I, once I could see the value of podcasting in a marketing platform as a marketing arm for a business, I really, really started to, um, kind of double down on the authority engine end of things. And I put everything else on the wayside because i marketing is probably my big passion, marketing strategy and how businesses go about marketing their products and services and really positioning themselves in the marketplace. And when I saw the power of podcasting and how you can do all of those things really, really effectively, as well as grow an audience and um, build a strong relationship with that audience through podcasting, um, and I saw that nobody else was really doing it. There were people out there that were doing you know, a lot of how-to courses. There were, you know, some people that were doing push-button type, uh, not even editing, but, you know, you could upload your audio and they would auto-convert it over to a podcast episode. Um, so I really wanted to to provide a service 
to people, particularly small business owners who wanted the podcast to grow their business. So that's that's kind of the runway there. Can you share maybe just one story of how podcasting improved uh, one of your clients' business? Definitely, definitely. So um, one of one of our clients, uh, his name is Jeff Root. He he runs a podcast, or he started a podcast in the um, life insurance sales industry. And in his industry, he's one of the one of the select few that actually is very successful selling online and over the phone with uh, life insurance. Because currently, how it works for most of them is they buy their leads, and then they uh, they uh, if you're a life insurance salesman, you have to join into these agencies, and you pay a lot for your leads. And you don't get a lot for, um, you know, once you actually make the sale, your commission side of it is not very impressive. And so you have to sell a lot of life insurance. Um, and so he wanted to, he had already had a little bit of a, a business going with, you know, how it works with them is, is if people use your contracts, you get a percentage. Um, and so he was also looking to start a community. So we launched a podcast for him. Uh, he actually went through our podcast power launch program, which is a four week program where we strategically uh, plan, build and launch a podcast for a client. And after that program, after we went through that, <clears throat> he immediately got contacted by one of the industry trade magazines and he got a monthly column in that magazine. Um, and he, kind of really quickly positioned himself because it's a very niche market. He positioned himself as the go-to expert for the, you know, um, doing it online and over the phone. And so now <laughs> he gets, he, he was telling me just the other day, he gets requests from life insurance agents that want to come work with him uh, just to learn from him of like how he's doing what he's doing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so he has been seeing some incredible results. His downloads are uh, steadily climbing, and he's so he started a community over at his is um, over at his site, and things are just going gangbusters for him. So and how long did like that whole process? Boy. And how long did that whole process take for him? Was it a few months, few weeks, uh, a year? Good question, George. Um, so the actual launch, the planning, and the launch took four weeks, and then. Uh, when he started getting results from that show um, was literally within the first and second month. Um, and so right now we are in the third month of the existence of his show. Uh, and so he does a weekly podcast. And so he's he's absolutely cruising. Uh, so this and, is not something that takes 10 years to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's not something that takes 10 years. Not everybody sees the kind of results that he does simply because um, like he had a proprietary type of a method in their industry. And as soon as that got out and the word kind of got around, he, you know, the recognition started coming with it. But with the normal business owner without, you know, any kind of necessarily proprietary system or whatever, um, they can expect to see some serious results in the three, four to six month range to where they really start to grow some momentum um, and it's, it's not an overnight deal, but it's also not something that's going to take four or five years. Okay. Now what makes for, you mentioned you have a, a, pro, a podcast launch program it takes four weeks. I actually looked through your website, uh, authorityengine.com and, and read about that. Um, 
what is a great podcast launch? I mean, you know, nobody can guarantee success, but let's say if, for, for my podcast, right, if I just went online now, what would be maybe a couple of things that would be absolutely crucial in your opinion? Beautiful question. So um, when it comes to launching a podcast, particularly most people that get started, especially, you know, for our industry, what we focus on as small business owners, uh, if you're starting a podcast for a small business, most people will start by talking about what they know about, uh, which is not necessarily the way you want to go. Really, what you want to do is you want to drill down to the basics. And what I mean by that is you want to think, number one, what are your goals as a business owner with the podcast? So what are you trying to do? Are you trying to build stronger relationships with your existing community? Are you trying to expose yourself to a new community? Are you trying to position yourself as an expert in the space? Uh, there's a couple of different things you can be doing with a podcast, and you can be doing multiple of them, but the goal is to be very clear on what you're trying to do first. Um, okay. The so if it's let's say if it's a new market, let's say you know it's you don't yet have a community. Yeah, so let's say you don't yet have a community. Let's say you want to position yourself as a expert in the space, and you want to start to build a community around that. Um, so then the next thing you want to you want to really focus on is as a business owner. So not as a podcaster, but as a business owner, one year out from now, who would your target client or customer be who would number one buy your most expensive products and services number two be the easiest and most rewarding to work with you know whether personally or financially um, and then number three who would be willing to share your your podcast your products and services your information with their entire um, you know circle of influence and their friends because that is exactly who you want to podcast to. This is the biggest problem I see in podcasting is people start a podcast. They start talking about what they know. They don't start by thinking about here's exactly who I want to podcast to for XX and X reason. And then the last part of kind of that three-part series is is figuring out what it is that you offer that person that's valuable to them that they can't find in other podcasts, they won't find in blogs, they won't find in some of the other news sources that they go to. So it's really about figuring out what you want, figuring out who you're after and who would be the best optimal audience for you and for your business down the road. And then number three, figuring out what they want and how you're going to give it to them. Now, once once, uh, once they get their podcast on iTunes, um, how essential is it to get it in uh, on the new and noteworthy list? And what can what can we do uh, to to make sure that we get in there? So this is a big misconception, I think. Um, new and noteworthy is great. It's very helpful in getting your show extra exposure. It's not the end all be all. A lot of people freak out thinking, "Oh, I've got to get in new and noteworthy." Um, when really the more effective marketing angles, uh, if you're doing effective marketing on the back end, you'll get in new iTunes new and noteworthy regardless. Um, and that will just be icing on the cake. So, um, so for, ex for example, let's take, take, uh, what you were talking about a moment ago, you don't have an audience yet. 
um, and you want to build a community around, you know, one specific uh, area of interest. To get started, the way to get into iTunes New and Noteworthy <clears throat> is to get a lot of downloads, subscribers, ratings, and reviews, plain and simple, um, and all within a certain amount of time, so like within the last five days, let's say. Um, and the only way to do that is to actually get a lot of eyeballs on your show. Um, and so there's a couple different methods of doing that. Um, but it's mostly, it's mostly just using other online marketing tactics and offline, depending on where your, uh, listenership is going to be. It's about focusing, okay, who's my listener? Where do they hang out in groups and how can I offer, um, offer help to them? So a lot of people will, when they launch a show, say, Hey, here's my show, check it out. That is, you know, I, it's kind of like getting a offer in the mail that says, hey, we just opened a new dentist office. Come join us. Like nobody, nobody goes for that uh, unless they're, you know, they've got a cavity and it's been hurting for three days and they don't already have a dentist. You know, unless they are perfectly primed, they're not going to come check it out. The way you really want to go about it is you want to reach out to other, um, so you know, you find the online communities where your target audience hangs out. Then you want to reach out to the leaders of those communities uh, personally via via email, via phone, via you know whatever, however they communicate best. Um, try to initiate a relationship with them, and then you know, kind of have a discussion with them to where. You can say, so you're in this industry as well, and you know as well as I do that here are some of the problems that face our industry. There's a lack of information on this kind of stuff, and there's a, um, you know, there's no set or solid leader in this space, or you know, whatever it is that you're doing, and then offer your show as a solution to that. So then you say, yeah, and so the reason I started this podcast is because we want to help people fill the information gap um, between X and X. And we want to help people achieve this kind of result that right now is very difficult. They have to piece the, together the information from all over and there's no industry standard. And so that's what we've started the podcast for. And if you think that this podcast would be really helpful and really uh, informational and beneficial to your audience, we'd be honored if you shared it. If not, no big deal. Okay. So that's, that's uh that sounds sounds good. Now, is there a way to optimize a podcast in iTunes? You know, what's your what's your advice on that? Absolutely. So when you initially launch a podcast, um, there's a couple things you can do. Number one is category selection. So what categories is your show going to be uh, in, included in? You can select up to three, um, and your main category will be kind of your main. That's that's what it will show up as in the iTunes um, library or in the iTunes store. Beyond that, you there there is a there's a certain amount of keyword density that really helps. It's kind of like old school SEO for Google at this point. Um, you know, there you can you can kind of keyword stuff a little bit as long as you're intelligent about it and it doesn't look like keyword stuffing. Uh, so what I mean by that is your podcast title. Let's say um, so. Let's say. What's like the like like the life insurance example. So yeah, that, 
Yeah. Yeah. So his his show is called the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. Um, and so what you might be able to do is the title of the show would be the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast um, forward slash, um, you know, have a short tagline there that's keyword rich. So something about um, helping life insurance salesmen sell life insurance online and over the phone. Like that's, that's a, very keyword rich, but it's also not just dropping keywords like uh, like you see some people do, which still works, but it's kind of a matter of time, kind of like Google. They will update their stuff eventually, um, and eventually that stuff won't work anymore. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, what are some of the characteristics of the highest rated podcast on iTunes, in, in your opinion? So it all boils down to basics, really. Um the the biggest shows solve the most painful problems or entertain the best. It really comes down to those two things. Um, and the reason why they have such rabid listenership or such active listenership is because they get a lot of value from that show. So, you know, we can talk we can talk strategies and tactics and all the, you know, little knickknacky keyword tagging and all that kind of stuff. But that is so minuscule to the real core of the issue is if you solve a painful enough problem with your show, if you offer information that is super valuable on your show and you do it in a way that's entertaining, that's fun um, and that's informative in your industry and you set yourself apart from everybody else that will go a hundred times further than trying to make sure you've got the right keyword tags in there and trying to, you know, all of the little kind of knickknacky stuff uh, that a lot of people like to get caught up in. It's way more about forethought and about really putting in the time at the beginning to put together the strategy as opposed to just getting a show out there and then trying to, um, you know, tweak and improve and, you know, change the small stuff so that you can so that you can improve by little mini steps along the way. So uh, that's that's one of the reasons why we started our podcast power launch, the four week program, is because we saw so many people getting started without a clue where they were starting from, who they were start or who they were podcasting to and why they were even podcasting in the first place. Okay. Now, do you recommend any kind of uh, WordPress plugins for podcasters? Absolutely. So the tools that I hands down recommend, uh, Libsyn for hosting. The Then we use Blueberry PowerPress for setting up a podcaster's uh, RSS feed, which you can do really easily using that. Um, and then it depends on what else you want to do. If you want people to be able to submit, let's say, voicemails, uh, like voice people can call in and ask questions or people can uh, call in and comment or whatever, then you can use, um, oh, what's it called, like Voicebox or something like that. I forget what it is off the top of my okay. head. Um, yeah. But, but Blueberry, you'd say, is, 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 is a really good tool for... Uh, yeah, that's the, the, that's the number one hands down. Okay. Now, I have a few questions about entrepreneurship, um, you know, and also how it relates to podcasting. What do you think is the biggest time waster for entrepreneurs when it comes to podcasting? The biggest time waster. Um, 
or something that people focus on and it's not what they should be focusing on. You know, when people want to come to you and they ask you about podcasting or they're about to signing off for one of your services, mm -hmm. wh what do you think is, you know, it's not, they're, maybe they're paying attention to something they shouldn't be? Yeah, so I think it's kind of the typical shiny object syndrome that, that people get caught up in and waste a lot of time in. Um, and what I mean by that is, so let's say we're talking, uh, let's say somebody's going through our power launch four week program and they, we get to the point to where they should be recording their first episodes. And instead of recording their first episodes, uh, they start thinking, well, I know that I got the, uh, audio technica ATR 2100 microphone, but should I instead get this microphone that's $10 more? Maybe it's a little bit crisper. And I know when I do that, then, then I have to go and I have to get a mixing board and a soundboard, uh, and maybe an external recording device. And so really people get caught up in the minutiae, the things that aren't really important. Whereas the important thing is number one, nail down your strategy. That should be always number one. Um, number two is start putting together content and publishing it, you know, so really everything else is kind of an excuse in your head to delay or to whatever, you know, as long as you have your strategy solid, you have your goals figured out, you have exactly who you're targeting and you have what you're going to offer them. Everything else can be changed, tweaked or improved along the way. Those three are the ones that really need to remain consistent. Okay. If you had to uh, choose a business person to emulate, um, who would that person be and why? Um, as far as podcasting goes or in general? Uh, it could be in general. It could be podcasting. Uh, you know, who, who is the person that comes to, comes to mind that you think, you know, that person has really got it together? <laughs> It'd be really easy for me to recommend a, one of our clients, but um, I think the probably the the one of the exemplary um, podcasters that I've seen out there is Andy Drish. He runs a show called Starting from Nothing. And um, so Andy Drish has a partner and they run the foundation. Um, I believe you can find it at thefoundation.com or thefoundation.io. And it's all about helping entrepreneurs start from complete scratch and build a software company um, on a recurring SaaS model. And the reason I like their show so much, and Andy particularly, is <clears throat> he thinks very much on the strategic marketing solve a very painful problem lines that makes, it, which is what makes entrepreneurs a raving success is thinking from their their customers and their listeners' point of view, not from their own view of, well, here's what I know, here's what I'm going to put out there. They think very first and foremost, what does the listener want? Who is our target listener? How do we reach them? And how do we offer that to them in a very successful, uh, very entertaining and educational way? And then they're also really, really good at the back end marketing of it. So if you want a really exemplary um, person to follow, check out Andy Drish and the Starting From Nothing podcast. Okay. Um, if, if one of your family members or somebody that you cared about came to you and wanted to become an entrepreneur, what would be the first thing that you would teach them about entrepreneurship? Uh, the first thing I would teach them is to start looking for 
pain and problems. So what I mean by that is kind of business services as far as entrepreneurship is one of the easiest ways to get started. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different ways they can you can get started, particularly in the online space. Um, but the biggest recommendation I have is to start keeping your eyes peeled for places to where people are complaining. Uh, people have, you know, annoyances, things that things that make their day more difficult, things that they dread during the day, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff to where something could be made easier or something could be removed for someone else. So, you know, if you're looking to serve the business community or even if you're looking to serve the end customers, um, what you really want to solve is a painful problem for them. Um, and figuring out what those pains are, that's when you can put together a really um, a really interesting solution. And sometimes that might be services. Sometimes that might be software. Sometimes it could be one of many different things. Um, but the real key is to find where the pain is because then they're, they're going to be willing to pay for a solution to that pain. Sounds good. Um, what is the most recent book or the one book that, that comes to mind when, in terms of helping your business? Um, so there's quite a few, um, however, and I, and I'm sure this one has been quoted many times, but, uh, the four hour work week was really the one that got me started into the, um, into the lifestyle design type of a business because, so I live throughout starting authority engine. I've lived in the Philippines, Thailand, I'm currently living in Costa Rica. So I'm pretty, pretty transient as far as my location, um, and so reading the four hour work week really got me started in that. Now, obviously, I'm not working a four hour work week. Um, however, the principles in that book uh, are really, really foundational. And as you can as you've heard multiple times throughout the interview, I'm sure I'm all about taking it back to the basics and not getting caught up in shiny object syndrome. Um, and so that book is really good at breaking it down to the absolute basics and almost, uh, understating the, the complexity or, you know, overstating the simplicity of how to get started. So that's one way that, um, that's, that's probably my number one book recommendation for people. And if you've already read it, reread it. Yeah, I, I I love that book and I, I read it. I also have it on audio. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think it's a great book. So if there's anybody that hasn't read it, I would imagine that there's almost nobody that wants to be in business that hasn't read that book. <laughs> I read would it. hope. The the other one that I will jump <clears throat> in really quick is um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, it's also a great classic. That I, I also love that book. Uh, last word of wisdom for uh, that you want to share maybe uh, with somebody that's either – you know, has a business but wants to take it to that next level or just wants to get into business? Um, just the last word of advice to them. Um, my biggest piece of advice is to engage the help of someone who is further along the ladder than you. So if that's a paid coach, that's fine. If that's um, a mentor, that's fine. If that's getting a job with somebody who's running a business that you like the business type that you want to be running so that you can learn from them. 
that is going to be the cheapest and fastest way that you are going to be able to start a business or start seeing the type of results you want to in your business. And so it really comes down to once you make that decision and you kind of flip that switch in your brain that, um, you know, you start either and and I'm not talking reading. I'm talking I'm talking if they run a business like yours, call them up and, you know, try to get a job with them or um, call them up and ask them if they would be willing to be a mentor or if they would be willing to do paid coaching and pay them to coach you through where you're at. Because, you know, a five minute call with someone who has already done what you've done or what you're trying to do will save you six months of time floundering in the shallows trying to figure out how this stuff works. Sounds good. How can people connect with you, Ben? Uh, so people can find me over at authorityengine.com. Um, and so from there, you'll you'll be able to see my Twitter feed and my email and that kind of stuff. Um, but that is the main hub. And over there, you'll also be able to find, um, you know, links to our services as well as, you know, we do a weekly podcast there as well as a TV show. Um, so you can kind of connect with me and find out more about myself as well as our approach to helping online uh, entrepreneurs really grow with podcasting. Sounds good, Ben. So all of you out there, go to authorityengine.com and check out what Ben has to say about podcasting. And um, if you need any help with it, re reach out to him and seek him out. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate uh, uh, all the advice you gave us today. Thank you, George. Yeah, I really appreciate coming on and sharing what I know. And hopefully I'm uh, able to help out some people in the audience. So really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.